Please be seated. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to Luke. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the tree until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in the remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then the apostles began to ask one another, which one of them it could be who would do this? A dispute also arose among the apostles as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather than the greatest among you, you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I among you, I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day, and you, until you have denied three times that you know me. Jesus said to his apostles, When I sent you out without a purse, a bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, No, not a thing. Jesus said to them, But now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag, and the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, the scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me 
is being fulfilled. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. He replied, it is enough. Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came. And the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around Jesus saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? And then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of that. And then he touched the slave's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then the crowd seized Jesus and led him away. The crowd brought Jesus into the high priest's house, but Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing Peter in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. But Peter denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing Peter said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, Surely this man also was with the prisoner, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while Peter was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, prophesy, who is it that struck you? 
they kept heaping many other insults on Jesus. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chiefs and chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought Jesus to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. Jesus replied, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, Are you then the Son of God? Jesus said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse Jesus, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, Pilate sent Jesus off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about Jesus and was hoping to see him perform some sign. Herod questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated Jesus with contempt and mocked him. Then Herod put an elegant robe on Jesus and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this day, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, this man has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then the elders all shouted out together, Away with this fellow. Release Barabbas for us. Barabbas was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged 
and then release him. But the elders kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that Jesus should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. Pilate released the man they had asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led Jesus away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with Jesus. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right, and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one, the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over Jesus that read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding Jesus and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserved for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light faded, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying out his, in a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. 
but all Jesus' acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed with their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Joseph took the body down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Please stand. On this day, the church hears again the passion of our Lord into which we are baptized, recreated by the mind of Christ. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the whole church throughout the world, its bishops, clergy, and all the baptized, let us pray to the Lord. For those who are preparing for baptism and for their teachers and sponsors, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace among nations and the forbearance among all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this assembly, as we walk the road toward the cross, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the weary and the sick and those who are consumed with sorrow, especially those on our parish prayer list, Ken, Cynthia, Paul, Carol, Rebecca, Stan, Klinger family, Carol, Bill, Megan, Kathy, Pauline, Katie and Tom, Trevor and Z, Robin, Ned, Kip, Cliff, Michael, John, Tony, Jim, Kelly and Randy, Susie, Dee Dee, Betty, Jim, Kim, Barbara, and Danny, and those we now name. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
and Thanksgiving for those celebrating birthdays. Keely, Andy, Derek, Russell, Donna, Morgan, Jim, Gus, Martha, Matthew, John, Lindsay, Kevin, and Eric, and those celebrating anniversaries, Tim and Mary Alice. We give thanks for all the departed who had the mind of Christ and were humble servants of God. For ourselves that we may be obedient even unto death, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O God, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please join me in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshiped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
morning, everybody. A few things to bring to your attention this morning. Um, the first, I'm sure many of you have already seen our announcement that we are um, happily welcoming the Reverend Dr. Travis Helms to our staff uh, in sometime in early summer. We're still trying to figure out um, when and how Travis and and Gracie and and tiny baby Helen will make their way to Jackson, um, but they will in fact make their way here, and we're so grateful to be able to welcome Travis. Travis's areas of focus will be on children, youth, and families, really not looking at how we have done that in the past, but how we might do that in the present future moving forward, making sure that we are giving um, excellent care to those who are within the St. John's family and also um, finding ways to reach out to nurture and support um, all the children, youth, and families of our community of Jackson Hole. He will also work alongside me and uh, the rest of the clergy and other leadership building up an alternative experience of worshiping here um, at St. John's. That will not ever affect what we do at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m., rather be something um, new and, and different that would just be added onto our plate. I know sometimes when, when we talk about new forms of worship in churches, those of us who have this native language of traditional worship can become um, a little anxious. Like, hey, is this gonna, is, is, is the way that I have been doing this um, since the cradle gonna change? If it does, that will be your choice. You will simply not no longer go to the 10 a.m. service, but go to another service. So we'll still continue to do what we do at 8 and 10, also up at the Chapel of the Transfiguration, but find um, a way to create a new experience and perhaps reach those who wouldn't otherwise darken our door um, here at St. John's. So wonderful opportunity um, to welcome Travis into the family along with Gracie and Helen. Let's see, here we are smack dab in the middle of Holy Week. This is, this is, uh, this is the beginning. The train leaves the station today, right? Um, there are many offerings um, for you uh, during the course of this Holy Week experience. And I want to encourage you to participate um, at whatever level you are able. For the rookie Christian Holy Week is an adventure. It's an opportunity to immerse yourself in this grand story 